Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of Seeking Witchcraft. Today is going to be the part two of how to get started in witchcraft. As always, it's me, Ashley, and I'm joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Panda and Luna, who are my kitty cats that are definitely fighting in the background. So if you hear random cries and meows, that is (laughs) them. Uh, But yes, (laughs) Anyway, so I'm literally the worst, but I'm going to have to make this series another episode or two long. Um, I realized that I need to give background information on what magic is exactly before we even start talking about how to do anything else. So I'm going to cover that first and proceed. So I'm going to give a reminder of what this episode and the next future episodes or two are going to cover. And if this is your first time tuning in, hello, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Please note that this episode is a continuation of the previous episode titled How to Get Started in Witchcraft. So I definitely recommend going back and listening to that one first before listening to this one because it might be a little confusing. Um, Before we get started, as always, I'm going to have to do some administrative things. (laughs) So the first is that my high priest Sassafras, who you guys have all heard on um, two of my previous episodes, actually created his own podcast. It's called The Heart of Witchcraft, and he posted it on Podbean. So if you're interested, if you heard Sassafras speaking in some of the other episodes and you really liked what he was saying, or you just want to know, like, hey, what does Ashley's high priest talk about? <laughs> um, you can go on Podbean and look him up. Now, I will say that Podbean... Um, I had to download it and I'm not sure if it works like Anchor where they just distribute to Spotify or Apple Podcast. So yeah, I I don't know if it's going to be on Spotify. You might have to download the app if you are interested in listening to it. But yes, again, it's called The Heart of Witchcraft. It's hosted by Sassafras and you should all definitely give it a listen. The second administrative thing is going to be the literal worst. It's going to be an ad. So... (laughs) Sorry, y'all. Just give it like 30 seconds and then we'll continue on. Alrighty, so now that that is done, my bad, <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about what these episodes are going to cover. So this episode and whichever ones follow after are really going to cover the basics of magic, constructing and performing a spell, the difference between a spell and a ritual, casting a circle, closing a circle, and disposing of spell materials. But first things first... Let's have a crash course into magic. <laughs> so what is magic exactly? All right, well, there's so many different theories on how this works. I'm just going to tell you guys my basic theory of magic. But what I believe is that magic is a way to send concentrated energy into the universe or you know, perhaps to the gods if you're Wiccan to help achieve your will, to help achieve your desire, whatever you want to happen. Magic will work in the path of least resistance, which is why sometimes spells take a long time to come into fruition, and it's why you need to be specific <laughs> on what you're requesting. Think of it like this. Magic is like water in the sense that it's going to go in the easiest direction that's available. So let's pretend that you're in a room. 
Water is not going to immediately, at least, force itself through a wall, but it's going to really easily slip through a crack in the door. Or, you know, say you don't have a crack in your door or your door is really far away. (laughs) Perhaps you need to wait for the magic to build up to get high enough to pour out of an open window. You kind of get the point. Magic does work. Sometimes it works really quickly. It's like pretty immediate. And other times it takes a while. But magic does not always work in the way that you'd expect. And, you know, you need to, of course, realize this isn't Hollywood. You can't do a spell to turn yourself into a mermaid or for your ex to hand over their entire bank account savings to for absolutely no reason. Although I'm sure that'd be nice. (laughs) Your spells need to be realistic because part of magic, depending on the spell, will probably involve putting forth effort on your part. And I don't just mean like, You could say, oh, I did a spell, so I'm good now. Although for some tiny, tiny spells, that might be fine. (laughs) So let me give you guys an example of what I'm talking about. So let's say that you had a few months filled with just some unhealthy eating habits and you gained a couple pounds, more than you may personally feel comfortable with. So you might want to do a spell to help lose some of the weight. So pro tip, this is a good example of why you should be specific. (laughs) I'm going to get there, but let me finish this one first. Anyway. So you do a spell to request help losing some pounds. You wait a couple days and then you step on the scale and lo and behold, nothing has changed. What? Well, what went wrong? Well, <laughs> you didn't make any efforts yourself or like efforts to change on your, by yourself. You can't expect magic to do every single little thing for you. You do need to put in some effort on your part as well. So this means that maybe you put in the effort to start living a healthier lifestyle or having different eating habits if you're not comfortable or think that your eating habits are contributing to your weight gain. All right, so specificity. Okay, so using this weight loss example again. So you might think, okay, well, I'll do a spell to lose weight. So you need to consider all of the possible outcomes and circumstances that can come along with this because you may have something happen like an unfortunate accident or an illness come up that can cause you to lose weight. Again, remember magic works in the path of least resistance. So you need to be careful with the forces that you're playing around with here. (laughs) Or your weight could become so lowered that you might have other health complications come up. Okay, so then you might think, all right, well, I'll be more specific. I'll perform a spell that requests I lose 20 pounds within the next two months without health complications. Okay, sure, that's being specific. That's great. So maybe that does end up working temporarily. You know, you might, you know, after a month or so, you might say, oh, I did lose some weight. This is great. But after two months, you might see your weight rise again. So what gives? And by the way, if you're not really vibing with the weight example, you can also sub this out with other things such as having perhaps like high blood pressure, low blood sugar issues, just anything health, just for the sake of this example. Okay, so um, along with considering all of your outcomes and being specific with your spell, you need to consider the best way to phrase the spell itself. So instead of performing a spell to lose weight, you'd probably be better off with trying to make a spell that would involve trying to get rid of some unhealthy habits to have you become a healthier person, which can contribute to weight loss if that's what your body needs. So you might do a spell where maybe you enchant a crystal or amulet of some sort and program it to help keep these healthy habits in check. 
Doing magic isn't instantly going to make all of the unhealthy habits that you have go away on its own, but it can help to give you the motivation and push you need to keep yourself in the zone. Magic is a tool to help aid you in something. The key word here being aid. You do need to put an effort on your part while magic does what it can to help. So I'll give one more example, just in case you don't really jive with the one that I just talked about. So someone in my tradition um, that I know wanted to do a spell for a police officer to not show up to court after they received a traffic violation. (laughs) Um, So they went to the coven, they were talking about this, and the coven was like, no, you can't phrase a spell like that because something bad might happen to the police officer in order for them to not show up. They could get sick, they could have an accident, their car can break down, one of their family members could get ill. You know, there's a lot of different situations here that can happen with most of them appearing to be negative towards the police officer. So instead, they decided to do a spell on changing the outcome from the judge into um, the person's favor, something that had much less risk involved in it. The spell was cast and, you know, when it came down to it, the outcome was fair and it was good. So it all worked out in the end. (laughs) Nobody was injured. So that's that. Magic is a tool to help aid. Some magic is going to require that you put forth more energy than others. So if you're wishing healing for someone else, you may periodically send them healing energy or do whatever you can to support the process in the physical world. If you're trying to heal yourself, you may take a long time to reflect on yourself and figure out ways to move past, let's say, perhaps a trauma. If you're doing a banishment, you may need to make a few more clicks to unfollow and block someone if you want them out of your life. It all varies. Not not all magic is the same. The moral of this is to make sure you're specific and you consider all of the possible outcomes, both negative and positive, and that you can phrase your spell in the best way possible for maximum effort. Figure out what it is that you really, really want. Do you want a spell to make your mother-in-law stop saying or stop being so overbearing? Or honestly, do you just want a spell that's going to help foster a better, better overall relationship with her? You need to get down to the root of what you're actually asking for. Figure out the best way you can be specific with your request without harming the other person. Okay, <laughs> now that you've had a crash course into how magic works, let's talk about spell writing. This part has a lot of things to consider, so you may want to grab some paper and write this down. All right, here we go. So let's talk about spells. More specifically, spell writing. Spell writing is an insanely personal experience, just, you know, as magic is also a personalized thing. You know yourself, you know your energy best, you know what vibes with you best. You know, I can sit here and tell you, you can do this, you could do that, you could do all these different things. But I'll give you an example. I had a friend come over the other week um, and I helped do a spell and I wrote up a whole spell and the whole ritual involved and what we were going to do. But when it came down to it, I was very adamant and asking her like, hey, what works best for you? Is there an element you jive with? And I gave her different options of things we could do. I even gave her the option of like when she wanted to do particular things in the spell casting. Because even though I have a little bit more experience than she does in terms of this realm, <laughs> um, I, I still let it up to her because ultimately the spell was for her regardless of that I wrote it or not. It has to be personalized with her energy. 
okay. So if you've read a spell online and it calls for the use of a bunch of Latin words or words that you don't even know what language they are, um, but let's say you don't, you know, it is Latin, but you don't understand or speak the language at all, let alone know how to even pronounce those words, it's probably not going to be a very effective spell. It might work out for the person who wrote that and put that online, but if you have no idea what you're saying, you know, it's kind of hard to put your intent and your energy behind those words if you don't even understand them. So here are my suggestions for how to write a spell. First, you need to figure out how you're actually going to perform the spell. <laughs> so do you want to burn some herbs? Do you want to physically raise energy? Will you be sitting, kneeling, standing? Do you want to program a crystal or an amulet? Um, are there even going to be crystals involved? Are you going to consume something like moon water or tea or tincture or just straight up eat some herbs? <laughs> I probably wouldn't recommend that, but like you never know. Um, these are really important elements to figure out. If your spell is about something involving peace, like, I don't know, maybe having your boss lay off you a bit and calm down, you might want to look up things that have properties associated with that. Like, for example, salt to purify and lavender for peace and relaxation. You, done, you would then need to figure out how you would actually want to use those elements. So, you know, if you even wanted to use those in the first place. <laughs> so you would need to, let's say you do want to use salt and lavender in a spell somehow to make your boss lay off of you. You need to figure out what you want to do with those actual elements. So do you want to burn them in like a little cauldron? Do you want to bury them outside? Do you want to leave some salt and lavender buds like in their office or even on their person if you're super sneaky? <laughs> do you want to carry them like in a little mojo bag with you? Or do you want to just keep it at your desk or perhaps even like put those if you're in an office or a cubicle, like line salt and lavender around your cubicle or by the front of your door so that you know it stops those bad vibes from getting to you like it really depends on how you want to do it how you feel the best way is to do the spell and what's going to be the most effective for you there are so many things that you can do if you want to get the elements involved too I mean if you can use fire to burn things and that's going to have a very um, quick release of the energy back, let's just say, into the universe. If you want to put things in the ground, it's going to break down slowly. Um, you could put things in water, and it depends. Do you want to use maybe not running water, like just a pond that's still, that doesn't really go anywhere, so it just kind of stagnant, whatever spell you want to happen. You know, there's so many different options out there of things that you can do. And I know this is probably going to sound over a little overwhelming, but it's really important to not get overwhelmed because you know yourself best and you don't have to have the most perfect spell from day one. I know spells seem to have a lot of weight with them, but when you're just beginning in this and you're just figuring out the best way for you to do things, just try out different examples. So maybe you burn something and you, after a while you say to yourself, you know what, I didn't really like that. So maybe try the spell again, use the same ingredients, the same method, but maybe this time bury it in the ground or blow it into the air. Try different things out. It doesn't have to be perfect from day one. So, you know, I mean, when you're thinking of actually performing the spell, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? You know, would you feel right burning the herbs associated with properties you're trying to access? Or are you going to feel better throwing it into water? 
I mean, hell, you can even leave it on train tracks. <laughs> Does this feel like you should involve an energy raising dance or that you should be kneeling when you're doing the spell? There's not necessarily a right or a wrong answer here. You know, sure, burning a piece of paper or an item is a good way to perform a spell of involving letting things go. But you can also disintegrate it into water or you can tear it up and blow it into the air. There's also other factors to consider here. <laughs> and again, I'm sorry. Tr- I know this can sound overwhelming, but just try to just breathe. Um, which if you listen to the last episode, that should be something you guys are great at. <laughs> but yeah, um, what is your spell going to sound like? So what I mean by this, do you want to have a chant? Do you want to rhyme your spell? Or do you want to just have a simple phrase that maybe you say once or you repeat it a couple times? Or are you even going to say anything out loud at all? Maybe you might just meditate with an item and try to force your energy or your will into it. Also, how long do you want the spell to be? Here's my suggestion, which it's probably going to sound like I'm a broken record, but go with feels right. And if you're wondering, yes, you can absolutely (laughs) read your spell from a piece of paper. That does not make your words any less effective. Just make sure you're you're not reading it off something electronic like a phone or a tablet Um, there's definitely a thing with like not having technology in circle that I might talk about. Well, actually I will talk about that next time because I'm going to talk about casting a circle next time, but here's a key tip. And I am going to repeat this in the circle casting as well. Your words and your spell do not matter as much in comparison to the emphasis that you're putting behind it. So let's say you write this beautiful poetic spell that's 10 sentences long and the words rhyme every other line And you even memorize it so you don't have to read off the paper. I mean, it's a poetically beautiful um, spell. It conveys everything you're feeling internally. I mean, you know, for example, first of all, congrats to you because spell writing is not easy and poetry is not easy and rhyming things is not always easy. That is absolutely a kick-ass thing and like that's not easy to do. So I'm giving you major props for that. But here's the key. If in the moment you're performing this spell and you find that maybe you're tripping over your words or forgetting lines or after the fourth line, you're kind of, you know, over it saying things out loud. Or let's just say you're performing outside and you're a little self-conscious about your neighbors hearing you. So you're quietly whispering the words while constantly looking over your shoulder. Not that I have any experience with doing that myself. Not at all. (laughs) Um, You you know, that's just not going to be as effective as maybe a short line or two that is said quickly with full intent and meeting and with, you know, at least some level of confidence. You don't need to write the most beautiful spell of the entire century. It also doesn't need to rhyme, though. It may help the, the words to move more efficiently as you're saying them. And no, your spell does not need to be, you know, X amount of minutes long. Really, this is all completely intuition based. So (laughs) with so many options, where should you start? As you can definitely see, spellcasting involves a bit of homework, uh, to say the least. (laughs) If anyone ever said that witchcraft wasn't an academic thing, they'd probably be wrong. But yeah, you want to read up on just different stones and elements, herbs, moon phases, even oils. I I did a spell, um, well, kind of. I did a magical working, you can say, using oils with uh, my coven once, and it worked out great. 
But yeah, so see what corresponds to you best. I mean, like, what do you really jive with? Do you jive with crystals? Do you jive with herbs? Is there a certain element you want to incorporate? Would you feel better just saying things out loud or maybe just, you know, sitting in your room and holding a stone and doing a spell that way? You know, write down things that you think is going to work for you. Figure out not only the best time of day and moon phase to perform the spell, but also work it in with your schedule too. What's realistic for you to do? Do you want to work on the night of the full moon? So let's say you do want to work on the night of the full moon, but let's say you have work (laughs) on the night of the full moon and you're stressing that like, oh my gosh, I have to wait a whole nother month to be able to do this. Well, or let's say the new moon or the waxing or waiting phase, any of the moon phases, you can actually do a spell about a day or two or or so before or after the new or full moon. You can even stretch it to three days. And this goes actually for all the cycles too. So don't stress as much about if you can't get it the exact same day. Other things to consider about or to consider is if you want a particular astrological sign for the moon to be in. I mean, hell, do you even know if you want your spell to be inside or outside, you know, at your altar? Do you want to even create an altar for the spell? There are so many factors to consider, but there's so many factors to research. That's the biggest thing. You have to do your homework with this. And by the way, if you're composing a book of shadows um, or a BOS, this homework is a great time to write down what you find as you're researching your spell. So if you know you want to work with herbs, um, this would be a perfect time to start creating a list of the different herbs and the different properties associated with it. Okay, so I am going to go ahead and close it like that, (laughs) or with that. I'm sure this might have been a lot to take in at once, um, but it is super important that you do your homework and figure out what's best for you because, you know, ultimately I can't decide that for you. You do have to make that decision on your own. And if you're not totally comfortable writing a spell for the first time, you are absolutely free to just Google, you know, free spells online, whatever, and see what comes up and maybe try a spell out of there or even try a spell out of the book or out of a book. I'm sorry. You don't have to write your own spell, but there's something to be said with doing it yourself from start to finish versus just Googling, hey, what can I do for X, Y, and Z? The people who wrote those spells were writing them based on probably some issue that was going on in their life that they needed help with, and they might not have tailored it exactly to whatever dilemma or problem you may be having. So just some things to keep in mind. Okay, so that's all I'm going to say for today. I'm sorry for being the literal worst and (laughs) or that I'm going to split this episode up. Um, But with the information I've given you today, you should definitely be able to take this time and do your homework. Witchcraft does take a lot of studying, reading and hard work, contrary to what it may seem. So, you know, put on your best Hermione Granger vibes. (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, do some homework. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. So (laughs) yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm going to catch you in a few weeks. Um, for those who celebrate happy Turkey day, and I will catch you all in December. As a reminder, you can always hit me up on social media. I'm seeking witchcraft on Facebook. I just have a Facebook page where I share a bunch of witchy memes pretty much every day. Um, Instagram, I'm at seeking witchcraft all word or, Twitter and on that one I'm at seek witchcraft because apparently seeking is too long (laughs) Um, where you'll hear me just talk about random things during the day on Twitter 
Okay, guys, thanks again, and I will talk to you all in December. Have a good one. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.